0: All right, awesome. Um, what, Where are you at at the moment? Are you in Dubai?
1: Yes, at the moment I am sitting in my apartment in Dubai, yes.
0: What made you go all the way up there?
1: Well, it started with uh, I had lived in Oslo for eight years during my studies and working for a bit and I just wanted a change. Mm. And then uh, one of my teammates, uh, in Anderson, uh, she lived in Dubai. I'd also visited her once in Dubai and a job opportunity came up through her. And then I just went for it. <laughs> Basically I wanted to, I've always wanted to try and live in a different country just uh, to explore a new culture, uh, climate for that matter. The climate just felt better for my body and training. Yeah.
0: Would you, uh, well. would you go back to the cold?
1: Oh yeah, eventually that's the plan like covid has kind of put things on hold a bit um i don't want to go back before or my boyfriend is from the uk so before he has a permanent job to go to we're not going to move anywhere so Mm. we're staying here for now we'll see how long how long it will be Mm. but um the plan was to stay for a year originally then it turned into two years and covid happened (laughs) and we'll see yeah yeah, I'm on my third year now, yeah. just entered my third year.
0: It's funny, right? Because I, I speak to a lot of immigrants, right? Um, obviously being over in New Zealand and, and they say, oh, yeah, I went for like a year just to see what it was like. And then that was like three years later and they're still there um, yeah. or they've gone somewhere else. Like I find like it takes like it took me like just over a year to like get my feet on the ground, kind of learn what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Like, I find like, what
1: made um, you move out to New Zealand then?
0: Ah, it's a good question. Um, like, I had a like, natural closing in, in one of the gyms I was working at. Um, I had like a two year period because me and the brother were going to start a gym. Um, obviously, it didn't happen. Uh, if it would have happened, COVID would have fucked us. So it was kind of, it's kind of a good thing, you know, that we pushed it back. That's so I was bullet. like, yeah, uh, I was like, well, I got two years. What do I do? Um, I probably never leave Manchester if I if I go back home. Uh It's just kind of like the culture back there. So I was like, I ah, sack it through my uh, CV anywhere and everywhere, and then uh, a place came back in Auckland. And was like, yeah, get on a flight and you've got a job. So I was on a cool. plane ten days later.
1: Yeah, nice. I had a I had a bit more. I was like, I've been thinking about it like for a while, and it came the opportunity to, like end of. Up- I guess 2018 but then i was like they wanted me to come right away as fast as possible i was like well i got europeans in april i'm not coming until after that so if you want me you have to wait until then so then i managed to let them wait so i came like three months i had three months to get out airport so
0: nice nice yeah uh how do you how do you find like training in the heat
1: well now during the summer it's like outside you don't really are outside it's too hot like it's uh may has been like the end of may has been super hot i'm like how's the rest of the summer gonna be uh it's been like 40 to between 40 to close to 50 degrees for like the last week week and a half and it's quite humid so like but the thing is like they know it's hot here so the ac is also extremely good so training inside is fine but like outside you don't really go like you go to your car and it's boiling and it's awful you get to your training and so basically just the transport outside happens and the rest is inside and they see it so it's very very big difference in like temperature changes mm. so no wonder people get sick here mm. it's like freezing inside like if you go to a mall or anything it's so cold and then outside it's boiling so the winter yeah. is lovely though that's like the perfect. Will be like the winter here, and then the Norwegian summer. That would be like the perfect scenario.
0: How um how hot does it get in Norway in summer?
1: On a good day, around up to thirty, I would guess. Jeez, That's a good good day, very good day, twenty five to thirty.
0: Ah, okay, yeah, like um, see, probably like probably tw-
1: similar to England.
0: Yeah, like twenty. 20- 20 degrees is hot for me though like yeah. 20 degrees is is i'm I'm dying i'm starting to die you know what i mean um
1: no i like the heat so it's like i don't mind it but it's like the norwegian summer is just that's perfect and that's basically what it is here for like a couple of months during the winter like december january those months are so nice so yeah
0: yeah like, i visited 15, dubai
1: 30. yeah for
0: like uh Five days, I want to say, like two years ago. Um, and holy shit, like I landed at midnight. And as soon as I'd landed, that's the hottest I'd ever experienced in my life. And it was midnight.
1: Yeah, exactly. like, this, this is not right.
0: uh, I want to say, I want to say like August, early August.
1: Yeah, August is like the worst month so
0: usually that would make sense
1: yeah (laughs) so it's basically the same it's usually the hottest month like in at least back home as well Mm. as long as the weather is good but here it's just way too hot like it's not comfortable it's not nice to be outside
0: yeah they have like fans outside like (laughs) acing like like the sidewalk and you're just like wait wait what's going on
1: you have like ac bus stops like yeah so yeah
0: it's yeah, it's, it's not an environment that i would thrive in i'm definitely built for the cold you know
1: no during the wind like the winter season is the best and the summer is just you just need to hold out get over it and then but like it's still like my body's like of course you get more stiff and everything if it's cold like you just feel the difference when the heat's when it's hotter outside and like the body doesn't get the same stiffness same pains because you're cold stuff like that so of course you're still gonna get nibs and like injuries small stuff everywhere anyway but you just it's easier to just get ready for your workout basically
0: 100 percent. you don't have to like strip a layer off every round you know what i mean and then by the time (laughs) you finished your workout you're you're warm enough to start like i i don't miss those Mm. days i'm not gonna lie now so how's how's so is training, with,
1: going? Were with you? No. training is going all right um and it's like volume strength cycle right now after europeans um so focusing more on strength uh, don't have that much weightlifting. i have like two two and a half like full weightlifting sessions and the rest is more strength focused right now um it seemed to be working at least I'm gonna do that for a few months towards the end of the summer I'm gonna get more weightlifting in to try and prep for the competition this fall and yeah I need to qualify for worlds if I'm gonna do that so that I have to do towards the end of the summer and but yeah training is going quite good I would say What
0: well, um it's a bit what what now. weight
1: category I compete in or big international competitions, I compete in
0: 64.
1: Mm. So when I'm cutting, like on a normal basis, I would be like in the middle of the 71, probably, yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, like national level weightlifters at the just the gym. I I, I train at the moment and, and one of them I think is, I don't know, 64, maybe less. I'm not sure. Like you, you walk in, you're like, oh yeah, you, you look strong. And then they start Lifting the weights, you're like, oh fuck, okay. Yeah, you're rather strong. It's uh it's really impressive. Like I think the the smaller the lifter, whether it's male or female, it doesn't matter. The smaller lifter, like the the more impressive it is.
1: Yeah, you just don't expect it, that's the thing. Like when you see a tiny person and then they go and lift freaking big weights, it's like Whoa, where did that come
0: from? Yeah, I went to um, like a uh, national powerlifting uh, just as a spectator. And um, this 49 kilo lady came in and opened with like a 160, 180 kilo back squat. I was like, You weigh like 49 kilos. It's like, This shouldn't be possible. How is that not crashing here? Yeah, like exactly. you, you try and get your head around it. Uh, yeah. uh, it's. It's really impressive. It's pretty
1: adult. insane. Some like, yeah. Like when you see the best in the world, it's just, it's insane what they can lift. Like,
0: mm. there's a reason why the best in the world, right?
1: Level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> how, how long have you been weightlifting?
1: Oh, I'm in my uh, 12th year, time, place. And I actually was thinking about it before uh, I came on the talk with you. It was like, yeah, I started December 2009. So I guess it's like 11 and a half years now. So, since I started just being introduced to weightlifting. Mm. Um, so mm. I guess it's, I've only done, like I did it next to track and field for like five years. My first five years, I was like just doing as basically my uh, training, strength training for track and field. And then I just did a few competitions uh, on the side. The, the female uh, uh, there wasn't a lot of female lifters at that time so basically you could get medals at nationals and junior nationals and nordics at that time by not necessarily being very good it was just so it was easy to like get into it and kind of get interested because you felt good by not necessarily lifting that heavy yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you got medals <laughs> so yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did it for five years, both of them, and then I basically my track and field coach said I was better in weightlifting, so he told me to change. So I did only <laughs> weightlifting from when I was twenty three, I think. Yeah. So Are I did, used to do um, discus throw, so it ah. kind of matched. You could learn do both.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of explosive, uh, a lot of explosive power. Yeah, then. you need
1: a lot of explosive training. But, mm. Yeah.
0: Transfers over perfectly. Um, how did you... What, what What? was the reason why you got into weightlifting?
1: Well, as I... It kind of started with just strength training and base, like, building the base for my throwing and my strength and explosiveness in that. Uh, so it just started with doing it for track and field. And then there was a club, the closest, like, club or the only club in the area wanted us to join a competition because they didn't have enough girls for their team. So we were like three or four uh, track and field like throwers who joined that. And we just, we we qualified for nationals in our first competition and basically just, okay, let's just do nationals then. And then went from there, just continued and continued training strength. Then it gradually got more and more focusing on lifting compared to necessarily throwing and then, yeah, that's how it started.
0: Is it is it big in uh, in Norway, like in academy level and and school and and for supplementary for sports?
1: Mm, it's growing for sure. It's still, I wouldn't call it big. Uh, mm-hmm. There's still plenty of places where they don't have weightlifting clubs and stuff. Like that. It's of course with CrossFit coming in, it's grown a lot as well. Um, like my first year in nationals, we were it was the first year ever there was 15 girls at a nationals. Wow. And that was like the limit for them to um, hand out so-called king trophy. It's like the best female lifter gets like and male lifter. And you needed to be 15 girls for them to actually give it up. Um, so it's only been growing like the last few years, it's like basically 50, 50 girls and boys at nationals. So on the girls side and the level on the girls side has boomed very very much since i started Mm. um but the like right now the level in our realm the girls are a lot higher than the boys the boys are they're they're hanging a bit back right now which is sad but
0: oh really why do you why do you think
1: that is i'm not sure it's hard to say like it's just haven't been like that many good boys coming up and i guess maybe then other boys don't necessarily get motivated to start or i'm not sure or will continue but just haven't been in those big talents the last few years mm-hmm. um and, but of course since we are more and more girls also kind of fighting for the spots also the level is going to gradually get higher and higher because we kind of have to push each other which also helps of course to to get better
0: yeah it's interesting like um like as we know, weightlifting is such a good supplementary sport just for the traditional sports, never mind as like a, a solidarity on its own. Um, and then you you look across like a lot of, I'd say like Western European countries and none of them really do it. It's kind of this like back alley sport that kind of supplements some things and you might get some like freak athletes coming through and stepping on the stage and and that's kind of it. They've got like one person that you know. Like I know, for example, back home, like It's usually
1: people So go on No, no, go
0: ahead I was just going to say, like, uh, I know back home is Like, uh, um, people don't know what it is You know, they I say, oh, it's weightlifting They're like, oh. oh, yeah, like bicep curls I was like, no, that's, that's resistance training That's <laughs> picking the weight up It's always, know? oh,
1: I do weightlifting Oh, what do you bench?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's another <laughs> yeah. one Yeah, no, like, oh, okay uh. Like Olympic, they're like, oh, Olympic yeah. What's that?
1: Like uh, yeah, they don't know it like at all. So uh, it's not that known. It's starting to get more and more known, I guess. But of course, I would say most or of the lifters back home or like they come from different sports. Either they've been introduced to weightlifting through CrossFit, through track and field, uh, where they trained it like as a base kind of, and then they figure out, oh, okay, I'm kind of good in this. And then they move into, oh, there's there's clubs for this, you can compete in this. Okay, let's let's try <laughs> and then kind of go that way. It's not a lot, maybe in like the community where they have like weightlifting, like there are a few, com- like my club back home, it's not exactly where I grew up. It's actually like an hour and 10 minutes from where I grew up, but it was like a, the only club when I grew up. So that was like who we started competing for. Um, and... They have like a quite big known community for weightlifting. So in that place, people might actually like start with weightlifting because they want to start with weightlifting, but Mm. like other places in the country, it's not, or it's not that big communities in it. So they usually come from other sports and they get, or it's like someone catches them and like, Oh, you should come to the club. Like you're strong. Uh, Try out weightlifting kind of that vibe. So it's, Like, it's not really, people don't know about it. You don't see it in schools. Um, And, but of course, the Federation is trying it's best to like get out there and get more like focus on it for like kids and youths, like getting more and more acceptable, I guess, for kids also to do strength training. So Mm. it's a bit, still a few that's like stuck in the old old school. Like our kids shouldn't do strength or shouldn't lift the weight, but it's getting better and better.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Like, we 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 frown upon kids lifting weights, but then we allow them to run into each other and headbutt each other, and we call it rugby. You know, exactly. it's it, it it's a bit backward. And in it's the way just Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, it's so much more injuries in team sports and all of that. It's like one of the least injured sports is like lifting weights. So
0: um, yeah, I think um, crazy. the likes of weightlifting and powerlifting have got like a, um. Uh, a big responsibility of breaking that social stigma of, you know, stunting growth, blah, blah, blah. It's bad for joints or all that type of bullshit. Like you hear going around. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's really important to end up breaking the mold that way. And then also showing that like take for uh, the States, for example, like all the way through their Academy, they one lift weights and two do some sort of weightlifting. Usually they're just the power movements granted, but like it's, it's weightlifting, right? And then you look at their like academy level when they get older, like they've produced like some freak athletes and you're like, Oh, well, why has this been? I was like, well, they've been coached how to lift correctly and then been taken through a a structured S and C program since they were like, yay, yay tall. And then when they get to, yeah, 16, 17, 18, maybe 22, all the way up to those ages, like they're just unstoppable.
1: Hmm. That's true. Yeah, it's um, crazy that it's not like that for for more, like, or it get more implemented into school systems and stuff like that. Mm. Uh,
0: I don't know the answer. Yeah. I have no idea how to do that. No. Um, especially when you've got, you've neither, got, like, like, after I you think make-
1: the Western world, like Europe and everything, like, it's it's more like, everyone's supposed to do everything it's not like you shouldn't specialize and you shouldn't like mm. uh, it's all about playing games and don't be too serious and everything it's like you see of course the different other places in the world where they do it like that they're they're also creating basically like for weightlifting you see china wins and everything and they have a completely different system of course yeah um but, I like, I'm not necessarily a fan of that system, but also not necessarily good that you can be more like choose what you want to do early. If you want to, like, it's up to the, I would say it's up to the kids or like what they want to do. If they like it, then why not?
0: Mm, for sure. And there's definitely, there's definitely some, some positives of doing, more than one thing because you develop so many different skills that can that can transfer over to to many different ones like you for example growing up like the kids that played multiple different sports were always the best at said sport apart from like the specialization of maybe I don't know like field hockey or water polo or some shit like it's a little bit more specialized like you know granted you're probably not gonna be able to get in a pool and dominate at water polo if you can't swim um but at the same time that it It's like, yeah, if you only just do a little bit of all these different things, are you ever really going to get to any level? Probably not. Uh, But that's where you Mm -hmm. pose the argument of like, what's going to help them better at life? Is it going to be being really good at one specific thing? Or is it going to be like being average or, or better than average at multiple different things? And to be honest, I would argue the latter one, just being like, allow kids to develop many many different skills and then like you said hey what do you hey little jimmy like what do you what do you like doing i like doing gymnastics okay cool let's go do gym, some gymnastics you know we're going to spend a little bit more yeah, exactly. time on that than, than other things but then it comes down yeah. to uh, i would say it's,
1: it's good to like not you shouldn't specialize early hmm. like and teenagers end of teenagers like whenever they figure out what they actually prefer and like like then maybe like because that's usually the time when you lose them like they Mm. disappear because they're like they stop the progress or they don't see any like they don't see where it goes and like I've done so many sports when or basically every sport that there was I came from a very small place so they didn't have all the sports but I played football for 12 years I did track and field until I was 23 but I was like when I was a kid I was never necessarily the one who won I was not the one who lost either I was like kind of in the middle but I guess I I just found it still fun and I kept going because I like I actually I thought it was fun to do it so Mm. I did play volleyball for a few years and and like the last thing I started with was weightlifting, which is what I stopped with in the end (laughs) Mm. Uh, so I was like yeah I really think kids should try a lot of things to figure out okay what what do I like what do I want to do you need to kind of have an interest and especially in those countries like you don't have that external external like uh reason to do it like to save your family or like for income and whatever like you need to actually enjoy what you're doing if not you won't be continuing you won't reach far at all even though not necessarily still I haven't reached far even though I'm like I'm not winning Europeans or worlds but I still think it's fun to do it and travel and experience that even though I don't earn anything on it, it's still just because I like doing it.
0: So it's also opened up so many different doors, right? Like how many, how many amazing people have you met within a gym environment? Like it's Yeah, definitely. practically it's like everyone I hang my... around with.
1: Yeah, it's my my entire environment. Like all my almost all my friends, except for the ones I know from my childhood, maybe is like hmm. from the gym or it's like my social life at the same time as what I like to do so it's usually the ones you have the same interests with so
0: yeah and and without it you probably wouldn't be in wouldn't be in Dubai
1: no definitely not I wouldn't be in Dubai if it wasn't for Ina and I met Ina through weightlifting so
0: yeah it's it, it's crazy the, the 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 benefits you get just socially out of out of an environment like like a gym, you know, or, or any sort of sports team, um, and just learning that social interaction too, which is which is really important for like youth development, as as we all know, because no yeah, one likes I'm a really loner. That can't really missing
1: anyone. that team spirit. You know, yeah, like someone right now. After Ina left Dubai, I'm basically alone as a weightlifter here, so I'm missing to have someone to train with That's like the the biggest. Uh, biggest thing that I'm like missing right now for my like everyday life is just having a training partner that do the same as me but apart from that it's pretty good like you can I think this is one of the few countries or at least compared to back home like you can earn good money uh, in the fitness industry and not killing yourself doing it basically not working too much um and you're able to train and do what you want to on the side Mm. so it's like one of the big benefits here like it would be hard back home
0: yeah that's uh, that's the same back in the UK like if you want to if you want to do well you've either got to sell a few people out or you've got to absolutely break yourself um, and neither mm-hmm. one sound very appealing you know and Definitely they wonder not, why the, the fitness industry is dying
1: yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy
0: yeah they came up with at this at least
1: like when they Oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say they came up with a statistic within the UK where it was something like 99%, 98% of, of uh, newly qualified personal trainers quit the industry within the first first year.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's – I'm not really it's, – it's tough, I guess, to be new as well and you don't have any contacts and, like, start fresh. It's, like, it's, you need to work so much. You need to hustle and to be able to build yourself up uh at all so i back home like i combined since um i'm a physio as mm. my education as a physio so uh, i worked as a physio and then had some pts and coaching on the side i have a weight lifting classes and stuff so it was more like a
0: combination
1: of those two which to me is like the perfect thing for me to do mm. uh, i haven't done my i need to do like an exam here to work as a physio So, but I do take in like some rehab clients and stuff like that. So I get like to at least work with some ish, similar type of clients. Um, So, but it's like, it's just so much, you get a lot, especially like after COVID, like here in Dubai at least, um, we haven't had that second lockdown. So we've been lucky there. the gyms have stayed open so I've been able to like work since we reopened in last summer in July Mm -hmm. um so like the money's been like at least coming steadily in since then which has been good it was a few tough months of course but we didn't like I know back in Oslo where I used to live like it's been closed down since October until the gyms recently opened I think last week so that's a very long period like if you're a coach what are you gonna do like you lose your entire freaking life income and life like i have no idea if i was there i don't know like working like i do now i wouldn't survive there
0: do they do they have any subsidy for for coaches and people within the fitness industry or is it like you don't make any money at all can you repeat that does uh does the government hand out any subsidy as in do they oh yeah in norway
1: yes um they do. I'm not sh- I've heard that it's a bit tricky, like, because PTs are usually maybe on their own company, like they mm-hmm. work for themselves. Um. so I've heard it's a bit like tricky to get the money through that like, when you have that kind of because it's not like um, a shareholder company. It's just like a one man company kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I've heard it's a bit tricky, but they're supposed to like give out like a percentage of what you've earned and stuff like that. But you need to like prove that in some way it's not like it goes through a company and all that but yeah they are supposed to substitute I'm yeah
0: not sure it's, how it's
1: been going
0: with that. it seems very similar to back home like my brother's in the same industry and he you know does the same shit but just back home and obviously i'm over here and uh, we'd compare like how kind of governments kind of you know treats you and and how things are going and and it's it's very similar back home it's very hard to to get any any subsidy and any help. Through, uh, through what's going on, which is which is tough to hear, you know, um, especially when there's so many struggling self-employed PTs. Uh, like you said, within the first year, and the, you just got to hustle your way through. And then if you you're slapped with this COVID thing, like good luck. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Yeah, it's tough. So I'm just happy that we've been able to work for this much the last year.
0: Mm.
1: Here it's, uh, helped a lot.
0: Mm. What made you get into physio?
1: Um, like I've always, of course, been interested in like the body and like fitness, and it was like the closest. I guess I wanted like a good education, <laughs> um, and also like to use physios uh, when you're an athlete. See what they do, and kind of you see that they can help uh, improve what you do so it probably was just my experience through being an athlete and just of course being interested in the body and health that got me to start with that um so yeah I did it's it's a bachelor three years and then it's one year just basically working as a physio as a practitioner mm-hmm. kind of that you have to do to get your degree and uh, so yeah that was uh that was fun it was um it's not an education that's like very optimal to do next to training and being an athlete because it's a lot of like mandatory classes and of course it's a practical skill so you need to be there to learn it it's not like when you go to university you can just go when you want to and it doesn't matter so but it was um it was something that i really enjoyed and like as I said, like, I was I was probably the last one who came into the study, like, grade-wise. I came in, like, four days before school started, like, first year. So, I was like, I probably won't come in because the grades are or the, I don't know what you call it, to get in. It's quite Arches? high. Uh, yeah, so you have to have quite good grades. Mm. Um, and, but at the same time, like, after the anatomy exam, which was, like, in the end of the first year, it was, like, almost... Fifty percent didn't go come through that because it was like a it's a topic exam So if you're not like really interested in like want to do it, like you're not gonna get through the study. Like so, I was I still came through it, and I had probably better grades from that than I had from normal school. So because I'm actually interested in it, so yeah,
0: that's the key, right? Doing something that you you actually are passionate or interested in, and and that ends up Making the the long days and the and the sleepless nights all worth it because you actually do care about what you're doing. Like I I love the whole re- rehab scene and the multiple different avenues of of uh, prehabilitation, rehabilitation, whatever you know. Like osteopathy, chiropractic, re- uh, physio, uh, coping. Like all these different techniques, I find it fascinating and, and learning about them all. So what's um, your education? Sorry.
1: Do you have any specific education?
0: Yeah, I got a diploma in sports therapy, um, okay. which I got how many years ago? What are we, 21, maybe five years ago. Mm. Um, And kind of on and off, I'm going to be starting again in the next couple of months, which is just really exciting. Like I've not really used it in like a, a year and a half. Um, and I like fixing people yeah. up, you know, I, I'm sure you can relate. Uh, it's quite it's quite it's quite
1: rewarding
0: yeah it's definitely (laughs) satisfying you know like um, I've got a couple of um, like long long time PTs and I remember when I I saw them for the first time like they came in they were absolutely fucked like couldn't move couldn't do this blah 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 blah. and now they're you know overhead squatting deadlifting back squatting PR in stronger than they've ever been
1: exactly that's why, like, I've actually never physically taken a PT course or degree. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, if someone thinks I'm not qualified, then I don't want to work for you because I probably know more than most. Like, I have a degree in physio and I've been training strength for 12 years. And, yeah, three-month course really give me a lot. So,
0: I 110% agree. And... I'm really trying to not go off on, a, on an absolute rant about how they, how they coach uh, level three PTs and level one coaches and all that type of shit. I'm like, hey, you want to get good, like completely immerse yourself within this industry and then come back to me in 10 years.
1: Exactly. It's like,
0: what do you mean? It's like, nah, just live, breathe and shit this industry in every avenue you can and go talk to people a lot more knowledgeable than me and mm. you'll learn a few thing or two
1: yeah and I wonder people like get like lost it's it's a lot of it's a lot of difference in the industry like both as as mm. coaches or coaches out there and it's like when when people come like to the gym because I guess the gym I work at that PC prices is quite high mm. you find a lot cheaper in other other gyms like more commercial gyms but it's like and they asked, oh, can I get a discount? Or I found a different place. You can get 20 PTs, for like a thousand less than I get 10 with you. And I was like, okay, if you want to go there, go have fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say anything more. Like, I'm not interested in like, if you don't want to pay for the quality you're going to get, then nah. Like, it's, um, you're not going to get the same quality at the gym where people charge almost nothing for 20 PTs yeah
0: so completely have you ever worked in a commercial gym i haven't no oh you're lucky <laughs>
1: i'm <just laughs> glad i haven't uh, no i've i am worked as a, like a coach or a physio at just a clinic with a gym and yeah. then a crossfit gym or functional fitness gym basically yeah
0: yeah. So, yeah uh i said i'd never work in a commercial gym and then obviously i went back on that like times got rough covid happened and the only place that would that would take me on was a commercial gym i was like okay fuck really? i need to uh i need to earn some pennies okay whatever i go in there yeah that didn't end up very well you know as it no. as it never does hey
1: exactly how long did you stay for
0: oh good question um like june july to like november time
1: okay Get you through those
0: last worst months. Yeah, just push through, blah, blah, blah. But it's 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 crazy some of the stuff you see that that people are paying for. Like I'm never gonna throw anyone under the bus and call people out, but at the same time, I'm like, they're paying you how much an hour for that shit. Yeah. I was like, no
1: so way. Like don't
0: get anything. Like they're not gonna get they're
1: gonna get zero progress whatsoever. So and They're hopefully gonna see that and stop paying that person and go to someone who's actually gonna help you.
0: But hey, but hey, all you need is like um, a kettlebell certificate and then you're you're sorted, you know? Yeah, right. Definitely. Yeah, Jeez. but yeah. it it's a weird one. Like the fitness industry is like split. You know, you go down the commercial route and it's the whole body pump kettlebell stuff, blah blah blah, which is amazing. Okay, it works. Some people like it. I'm not shitting on it. Whatever but it's split down the middle on the other side is like, you know, strength and conditioning, spa, rehabilitation, actual coaching. And, and coaching's a rough one because you can't really standardize it because it's so different. You're dealing with so many different people. Um, and it's, it's when... also very Go on.
1: interesting to see, like just people how coaching group classes, like mm. some are like, really not coaching like they tell you what to do and then just walk around doing nothing Mm. It's like my coaching (laughs) you told them what to do okay well done uh what do you do next it's like crazy sounds like and there's like on big gyms and base. unfortunately i see this a lot with like people or crossfitters or in crossfit gyms which is what i've seen like which is good CrossFitters who are basically there because they want to train and they just mm-hmm. do a few classes. So they tell them what to do and then just walk around and get paid for it. And then they train themselves. They, they're not interested in coaching. They're not interested in helping people. So it's like, it's sad.
0: I couldn't, again, I couldn't agree more. And I've actually worked in a CrossFit gym again, no names, um, but I've, I've worked in a CrossFit gym where I did my very fucking best to coach people, and I got pulled aside by the owner several times. It was like, no, 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 Alex. Like, I just want you to read from the board. I
1: was like, really? What do you
0: mean? What do you mean, man? It was like, you know, you know the words on, on the monitor. I was like, Yeah, yeah. It was like, just, just read it word for word. I was like, But then I'm just instructing. Like, I'm just a, I'm just an They didn't instructor. want you
1: to actually help them. That's insane. Nah.
0: And um, same dude. I, I came in one time, I was like, hi, hey, mate, like, blah, blah, blah. I've read this for for the upcoming week, uh, like some total bar, something like that, um, some progression. And I was like, hey, I've got this really elaborate, really dumbed down, few-step total bar progression that I'd like to try with the morning class. Um, is this okay? Yep, yeah, everything's fine. Okay, wicked. I'll let you know how it goes. Going to the morning class, hey, team, like, obviously, I've had a for or three weeks now, Um I've seen some of the total bar progressions and it's come up with the same one. It's not really been working. So we're going to try something else. Is that okay? Yeah. Everyone's all, all good with it. Wicked. Let's go for it. Go through it within like, I'd say like seven minutes tops, all eight people in the class end up getting toast bar perfectly. And I'm like, all right, well, I won't say perfectly, but I was like, oh. okay, this kind of works. So I go back yeah. to the uh, owner. I was like, Hey mate, like, these progressions really worked for this class, but what he was like, okay, I don't want you to do that anymore. I want you to follow the board.
1: What? But like I don't get like what as an owner that mm. he like did he coach himself for It's like you want your members to have progress, and not they're not gonna come back. Yeah. Oh Safe to say amazing I, how- I didn't
0: last very long at that gym either
1: no then i wouldn't want to be there if you can't actually coach (laughs) you're not allowed to physically coach
0: no it's Uh, strange right the a a lot of places within the fitness industry are so content of just like cruising of just doing all right they're just doing okay we're just going to stay here don't change blah 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 but like a gym is a business and if a business isn't growing it's dying so you should treat The gym the same, right? And it's like, no, no, everything's gonna stay the same. And it's like, well, the members will leave.
1: True. Very true.
0: It's it's uh yeah. I'm
1: not a person who wants to necessarily like do 10 hour days or whatever. Like it's me, it's like if I have six coaching hours, that's like that's my like limit because it's Mm. freaking tiring to do six. Actually, when you're coaching, it's tiring. (laughs) Yeah. Um So like more than that, because also, of course, the programming and everything, like it takes time and like, I need time for my own training. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, like, I don't want to like do, which a lot of people do, like they're hired, they do two classes a day Mm -hmm. and then the rest of the time they used to train themselves or like, or, and they don't even necessarily coach well. So of course that's not going to help the business anything. Mm -hmm. So
0: yeah you've got to you've got to realize what whilst that
1: and like balance like yeah balance somewhere like where you need to like prioritize yourself but of course mm-hmm. also but it kind of when you prioritize because with pt you get commissions you're going to get more money if you do pt so if you don't want to like you're happy with what you're getting it's like yeah so i would say like you need to figure out that balance for yourself
0: yeah that's 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 totally right like um I, I think like when you come up through the industry, you're kind of the only thing your your mentors in quotation marks tell you is like, oh, you've just got to like work harder than everyone else. So my very blonde, small brain thinks, oh, OK, motherfucker, I'll work 24 hours. No one else can work more than that. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you can only do that for a very short period of time. um, And then you start yeah. breaking down. And then when, you know, exactly. I've.
1: Just take care sport. of yourself as well not only try to hustle
0: <laughs> that's it and then it, it, it starts to piss you off right because most people that get into the in- industry have, have played some sort of sport like like ourselves like i played sport all the way growing up multiple different ones blah 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 and then trying to trying to train not just work out and it's like well why is my training going shit? oh that's why like i'm coaching seven classes in a row it's like no wonder it's uh yeah, yeah it's crazy
1: uh, really rough. It's, it's so tired like after if you have a rant of like four or five classes or more in a row it's like you're so tired after that I'm like I just need to go home and crash basically I can't do anything after that
0: mm. Mm. yeah after well,
1: luckily, I usually train the day so definitely dead after my classes
0: yeah after After a full day's coaching, I'm way more tired than after, like, a double day worth of training.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Like, way more tired. It's
1: mentally draining as well. Like, you need to be really, like, sharp all the time and, like, pay attention. So, you just get super, super drained.
0: Yeah, something I've found that, that can work, like, if you genuinely are working all evening, as in coaching, is, as in, like, maybe... I'd say three onwards um, once you start getting into the third hour of like super high concentration and you start getting this like blurry eyes um, is like Mm -hmm. having two coaches on with one leads and and one supports and then you switch every hour. So you kind of have that like half switch off, but you're still there. You're like more of a talkative coach. You can give a little bit more feedback while the other one's running the show. Mm -hmm. I found that works really well.
1: Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, if it's a big class, then definitely. Like it depends on how many is in the class, I guess, if they actually can put two coaches on for like just economics as well. Uh, mm. Yeah.
0: How how what's the what's the biggest class you guys take?
1: Well, actually my gym is uh, the classes is quite small. Uh, before COVID it was twelve. Now because of space, we have eight max. So it's basically a perfect number for one coach, in my opinion. Like I wouldn't want to have like 12 to me is a bit much to be able to like pay attention to everyone. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're going to be able to go around, but it's, you're not going to be able to see everything. Mm-hmm. I can say that. Um, so eight is the maximum number right now. Our space is not that big either. So yeah, that's why we physically can't fit in more. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Eight. Eight's lovely. It's really nice to, to coach as an individual. It's it's just enough people to, to make it feel like it's not just you as like a couple of people. And then it's, it's not too many where you, you're sure. a little bit overwhelmed and you feel like you, you need to like have four shots of coffee to get around everyone. Um, exactly. When you start. When at you start, the same time,
1: I actually find it more, more draining to do classes where there's one person than a full class. Oh yeah. I just when it's a group class and it's one person showing up, it's that that's what i hate the most it's i get so tired because i'm like bored
0: (laughs) but that's because you've got small talk talk.
1: yeah but it depends it depends on the client for sure if you actually are able to like talk to them or not but yeah uh if you have a pt it's different it's just then you have a specific program and something in mind for that person but this is like a class get like program so it's like everyone's doing the same no matter so it's like yeah let's do it but it's like mm. <laughs> it's just more fun with the big, bigger class
0: yeah you get a little bit more banter right like uh, people people uh, bounce off each other rather than like all right I've got 12 people in mind that's going to come in today and I've, I've mentally rehearsed for it and then young Bob walks in and that's it and you're like oh okay exactly this is going to be really great
1: <laughs> You're not necessarily there to talk either. You're there to like look and tell them what to do and like give them feedback. It's not like when there's one person, you kind of have to do that small talking as well. Mm. And
0: like, they they always think they can that. slack off because <laughs> no one else has turned up.
1: Oh, yeah. It's
0: like, no. But man, at the
1: same time, they, my girls hate when they're alone because I only look at them. Like, mm. they're like, that means I have to do everything and I can't like cheat or anything. I'm like, no, you can't. I'm going to see what you're doing. I'm going to count your reps.
0: Yeah. Yeah, out loud. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'm going to tell you to add weight all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can't hide at the back of the class no more. No,
1: nope. exactly.
0: Have you ever done it where you've uh, you've walked around the back of the room and you've coached the class from behind?
1: Um. I do like walk around, but I probably haven't coached. Like they probably would turn to me, so that would be in front again, kind yeah. of. But-
0: well, not like not like the whole class, but I've done it where you you basically obviously you're running through the Bible or or whatever you're doing. Uh, usually the Bible because everyone's in lines, right? Um, and you're breaking things down, blah blah blah, and everyone's like focused on you, and they're kind of like watching what you're doing uh, as you're like pacing up and down, trying to get better angles to see like, everyone. It's like it can be quite distracting. So, you're like, all right, I want you to pick a thing on the wall, and you basically bugger off around the, the back of them, and you give some cues, um, and they think you've just like walked out of the room. It's quite it's quite comical, but it's it's a it's a good view to be able to see whether people are in in positions.
1: Oh yeah, I always stand on like the side, or like mm. that's like my favorite position, especially if it's bar workouts. You need to be or weightlifting. I'm never in front; always mm-hmm. on like the side or back. Like, you don't see anything from the front, really. You need to be on the side. So well give them feedback.
0: Being in the front of someone when they weightlift is like cursing them out. It is it's like the devil reincarnated. You you can't do that. That's against the law.
1: Exactly. It's like like I know I don't want people to be in front of me, so of course I'm not gonna be in front of them. Yeah. I know that they don't necessarily know those rules, but I do, so I won't yeah. do it. <laughs>
0: don't touch the music while someone's lifting don't walk in front of them and definitely don't stand in front of them oh, my gosh. god
1: that's why i like like training weightlifting at a commercial gym is impossible like you get so freaking frustrated mm. it's like, or like a commercial gym or where a lot of people is and like walk around or get their stuff in front of you and stuff and it's like oh come on can't you see that i'm lifting here yeah, about to lift
0: all oh, there's mirrors everywhere
1: it even surprised me, even in like crossfit gyms would have thought that they learn it there like but clearly not
0: mm. Mm. i've had it um one of my one of my good mates uh someone walks pra- practically straight in front of him as he was as he was going for a snatch inevitably he loses the bar uh and drops it and it smashes a chalk bucket and just sprays this person full of chalk. And he literally just stands there and was like, well, that was fucking karma. Don't walk yeah, in front that was that good. You just that's start amazing.
1: <laughs>
0: I, yeah, that's good. yeah, I saw it happen. I was like, oh, God, like we're going to have some sort of case here. He's going to throw the bar or it's going to miss and it's going to hit him. And it's they're going to they're going to get hurt. Something's going to be a problem. Yeah. And yeah, it just it just smashes this uh, chalk bucket and absolutely sprays him like a load of snow. I was like, this is fantastic.
1: Oh, probably learn from that, or you should have.
0: Mm, if you didn't, there's one few marbles left of a uh, of a full set. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been uh, fun.
0: Thank you very much. What um, what's on the cards for the rest of the day? Are you are you still training, or is this a rest day?
1: my rest day today that's why i said i had time to talk to you
0: i'm oh, <laughs> um, starting it, yeah. work
1: in two hours mm. yeah so i start working two hours and i had a a couple of pts in the morning so just uh, gonna eat and do i did some programming before i started talking to you a bit more of that and then work time
0: perfect sounds sounds like a fantastic day mm-hmm. if um if any of you guys are ever down down this way let us know um And we'll all end up slanging, banging a barbell.
1: We'll do. I would love to visit a new. Yes. Haven't been in either new.
0: It's definitely a beautiful country, and it's definitely somewhere I'd say everyone needs to visit at least one time.
1: Yeah, I've heard it's like similar, like nature wise, so some like mountains and stuff as Norway. Some parts of it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like um. Like the the South Island is very like alpine y. Uh, it's a little bit colder. Um North Island, you do get some incredible mountains too, but it's a bit more Pacific Islandy. Um and the beaches in the North Island are something out of this world.
1: Sounds like you have basically everything you want. Pretty much, yeah.
0: And that's why I'm not going home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh that's good
0: all right spot on thank you very much
1: all right thank you have a good day you too bye